0: We are amazingly complex, yet rational creatures. We can think of ourselves as part of something else, as a being with emotion, or one with consciousness. I think that's a little intuitive, though, isn't it? Well, before cognitivism arose as a result of disagreement In Behaviorist Theories of Learning, the topic of my last episode, it actually wasn't. Our learning and capability to learn was believed to have been the result of sort of programmable techniques. Say, you don't want to keep smoking? Well, just put something nauseous in the cigar, and when you smoke it, you'll associate smoking feeling nauseous want to teach your cat to ring a bell when it's hungry just give it treats when it rings the bell and don't give it any until it rings the bell pretty simple right that's what bf skinner and ivan pavlov thought we can give albert mandora legendary american canadian psychologist credit for helping us out there with learning Welcome to The Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast about why we are the way we are. My name is Edward Thomas, and I'm back to learn more about learning. Let's go back a bit in time to perhaps one of the most famous experiments of all time, the Bobo doll experiment. As you walk into the research room, You see an adult aggressively attacking and verbally abusing a clown-faced doll. Across the room, a little preschooler stares. A tad awestruck. Later, the same preschooler is left alone in a room with crayons, dolls, tea sets, and of course, Bobo. The preschooler now picks up a toy dart gun and begins to shoot at the doll. Oh, and yelling a bit too. It's quite a sudden scene, especially from a preschooler, but it proved to be one of the most important concepts in learning, that we also learn from observation, not just reward or association. We now know that biologically, there are limits to our learning. Humans, say, have a much more evolved sense of observational learning than, say, a mouse. Let's suppose that you break your arm falling down a stairwell full of people. First off, hopefully that doesn't happen to you. But second, When you walk down that same stairwell next time, you're probably going to be more careful. According to associative learning, you should associate every single person in that stairway, all their voices, even the smell of the air, with breaking your arm. Instead, you associate that stairwell itself with your broken arm, because It wasn't the smell, it was the situation on that stairwell that made you fall down. That also means that although putting something into a cigarette to make someone try to quit smoking can help according to associative learning, it also means that if the person is conscious that the cigarette itself isn't making them nauseous, but rather it's a substance that has been added to the cigarette, they can almost override their natural tendency to make that connection with smoking being equal to being nauseous. Associative conditioning also fails to take into account something that's called latent learning, A.k.a. just learning subconsciously. So, let's say that you're someone who cooks or bakes. After enough time, you know about how much of every ingredient you need for your favorite recipe. And you no longer need to measure each thing out spoon by spoon, cup by cup. And it's also the reason why... Say if your phone or your GPS dies on you, you might still know the way to work or a local store. You created a mental concept of the recipe or of the path to a new place. Or take those classic rat or gerbil in a maze situations. Although it may take a bit of time, for the mouse to find its way to the end of the maze the first time. When it's rewarded with a treat at the end of the maze, it will retrace its steps just as quick or quicker than other rats who were rewarded with treats the whole time, the next time it runs in the maze. That means that associative learning is somehow not working, and that's concerning. Because according to behaviorism, the rat should only be able to learn to run through that maze faster and faster every time if it's being given treats as it's going along in the maze. Instead, the rat has a mental concept of the maze and it knows how to just run through it. It's subconsciously, it latently learned the way to the end of the maze. And you don't even need direct experience to learn something new. You don't need to run through a maze to know that you can get through the maze even faster the second time. Sometimes just copying others, also known as what's called modeling, is enough to learn something new. We observe and imitate our parents, siblings, friends, colleagues, and those around us. And whether it be the way that we talk, respond to situations, or even what we enjoy to eat or do in our free time, it's influenced by all these people. A study on macaques found that when they grew up, seeing older macaques that apologized after a fight, they grew up to be more forgiving to other macaques as well, in comparison to others that were grown up seeing older macaques that weren't as nice. Nowadays, Bandura's experiment with Bobo and the frighteningly aggressive preschooler can be explained because of how important modeling is in human behavior. Everything we do isn't necessarily the result of reward. In fact, modeling is so important from an evolutionary perspective that in the 1990s, Italian researchers found that certain parts of a monkey's brain will light up when it saw a researcher eating ice cream on a hot day. And that brain activity literally mimicked what the brain activity would be if the monkey was eating that ice cream itself. And this behavior isn't even limited to monkeys. Human research shows that a similar thing happens in our brain too. This whole phenomenon ended up developing into a theory that in our brain, there's something called mirror neurons. They work just like normal neurons in the brain, activating parts of the brain, but fires not only when the person is doing the action, but also when they observe someone else doing it. But that being said, this whole mirror neuron concept is still under a lot of research, and mirror neurons haven't exactly been found out, although there is some evidence that they might exist. Salivating dogs and skinner boxes might be nice and all, but until we look into observation and imitation As fundamental building blocks of our learning, we won't be able to get a complete picture of just how complex our mind can be. Thank you so much for listening to the 10th episode of The Mystery of Your Mind a podcast about some of the most existential questions about life and ourselves. Once again, my name is Edward Thomas. And if you love what I do and you want to support my content, the best thing you can do is to simply rate me in whichever app you're using right now. It helps me reach so many new listeners and allows so many more people to get to know about themselves and their world a bit more as well. I've inserted a link to this podcast channel's uh, Instagram account, at The Mystery of Your Mind, in the description of this episode. Follow my Instagram account to get all of the latest updates on the show, when new episodes are coming, a little bit about what the next episode is going to be about, and more. You can also check out my website, which is also linked in the description of this episode, to learn a bit more about myself and this podcast channel. I've also inserted a link to my Patreon if you'd like to support me that way. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the 10th episode of The Mystery of Your Mind. Wishing all of you a very happy and very merry holiday season.